0: Welcome to the Bird's Eye View podcast. I'm Jeff McLean, here along with the esteemed Les Bowen. Howdy, howdy. And the equally esteemed Paul Domowich.
1: Bonjour. <laughs> How's it going, guys?
0: Uh, the draft is over, and uh, we got a lot to talk about uh, after a very eventful three days for the Eagles. And before we get to the controversial pick in the second round of Jalen Hurts, let's go in order. Let's go with the first, first round pick. And Jalen Rager, mm-hmm. wide receiver from TCU. I think uh, we all would agree that this is a guy that we thought that uh, could perhaps be on their radar. I'm not sure if we saw it at number 21, though.
2: Uh, Dama, I'll
0: start with you this time, since I typically start with less. Yeah. What do, what do you let's think snub of that, <laughs> Les. Uh,
1: I, I think it's a bad pick. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I think it's the wrong pick. Uh, they had a no-brainer here. Justin Jefferson was on the board. Uh, and they didn't take him. Uh, they thought this one too much. They got into analytics with all of their picks and particularly their wide receivers. Uh, you know, I don't know how we on this one, but, you know, clearly somebody in that organization told him that this kid could only play the slot and that, you know, that Rieger was a better pick and that Rieger, you know, you can, you can do gadget stuff with him and you can't do it with Jefferson. But, I mean, you had the best route runner in the in the draft. Uh, you had a guy that cut 111 passes last year, doesn't drop passes. It's, I, I don't understand it. All right, Les, what do you think?
2: Well, I'm a little more upbeat than that. I, I would have probably taken Jefferson, but uh, I like Rieger. I think he's got a very high ceiling. Uh, I think he also has a pretty low floor, so it's a bit of a gamble. Uh But Domino touched on something there that I I think is an important point. When we talked to Howie about all this stuff, he kept harping on the speed thing, and they were evaluating everything in terms of speed. I can understand wanting to make your team faster, but you don't just grab a trait and, and start drafting people off of that trait, which almost sounds like what they were doing you know we had to have the speediest receiver available you know no i mean you have to have the best receiver available and you you sort of try to add speed organically you don't just draft a bunch of fast guys and say okay now we have speed uh that would be my biggest qualm but rigor certainly we don't i don't know maybe domo studies the draft harder than i do to me there's three or four guys there, Ayuk, uh, you know, Denzel Mims. I don't know. Uh, it, they, I don't know who's the best of, of this group. I, I kind of wish they had traded up for CD Lamb. Uh, that would have made a lot of sense to me, especially the way they ended up spending the second round pick. But, yeah, you know, uh, I'm okay with Rieger. Yeah, uh, I'm okay <laughs> with Rieger in terms of,
0: you know, look, you, you want a guy that's going to, thrive in your scheme and I think that was a factor here and I'm sure they like Jefferson but they probably predicted him to be more of a slot guy and the slot guy in, in this offense has long not been kind of a volume producer so value wise is that the right pick now Damo you believe he can be an outside guy and I've heard other analysts say that as well so if that proves to be the case although I think he's going to be more in the slot for the Vikings but if that proves to be the case then then they made a mistake here and taking uh, Rager.
1: Yeah, um, I just, I just, you know, I look at the production and I look at the dependability, and I just, you know, and I look at the fact that you know Rager runs a four four seven at the combine and blames it on being heavy. Well, you yeah. know, a guy, a guy that comes to the combine after training for two months, and and claims to be heavy, like. Were you getting bad advice? I mean, that that that's another thing that goes into the whole process. Yeah, I because yeah, I
0: be I be concerned about that as well. Although he is fast in, in terms of their GPS tracking and stuff, he was probably one of the two fastest guys in in the that were in the draft at wide receiver. Uh, the first being Henry Ruggs. Uh, my my issue with it was again uh, to, to bring up the trading up part. Um, my feeling is that the Eagles had three guy those three guys. Uh, Henry Ruggs, C.D. Lamb, and Jerry Judy as their top three, and they probably thought that maybe there's a chance one would fall to them, and if they got close enough, they could they could trade up for them. And my feeling is they gambled on the Cowboys not taking one of them, and they lost that gamble. And there was no way they're gonna be able to trade with the Cowboys in the first round. That just doesn't that just won't happen right. in the division. So I mean, you can kill them on that or not. It sounds like the Falcons thought that uh, the cornerback, A.J. Torrell that they took at number 16 was not going to be there at 21. I think the Raiders might have taken him. They'd end up taking a cornerback at number 20. So, uh, excuse me, at number 19. Uh, who was it? Uh, number 19, yes, they took uh, Damon Arnett. Um, so I'm not sure if you could have gotten to 13, 12, 13, or 14, or 15. The, the Raiders took Ruggs. Uh, Tampa took, uh, traded up for Tristan Worse. San Francisco took Javon Kinlaw, and the Broncos took Jerry Judy. But my biggest gripe is I, I think Rager might have been there if they traded back and you accumulated a pick. Yeah. And while it might have been too expensive to move up for some of the guys, and that's fair, or there might have been teams that weren't willing to, to make the trade with the Eagles, and that's fair, I look at the pick and I'm wondering who behind them was going to take Rager. And I don't know. Clearly, San Francisco wanted IU. They traded up for him. That's a guy that you could really see a-, a thrive in their offense. The Vikings took the slot guy, you know, took Jefferson over Rager. I don't know if they're, they're going to take Rager. Um, Howie said that there were teams ready to pounce on him if they got him, got, got by them. I mean, I'm not going to go strictly by what draft analysts say because they don't always know what teams rank them at. Um, but it seemed like I spoke to some teams that had, that, uh, at least the, the evaluators told me the draft. Uh, grades they had on these guys And I heard a third rounder I even heard a fourth round grade on Rager Now I think there might have been some who had him higher But and this is a guy that you like And you don't want to waste, You know want to, want to wait around and, and then miss miss out on him But
1: I, I just question whether he might have Why they they pushed the envelope a little too Too much yeah. of a guy at 21 And I've been told I mean the, the Vikings got down on their knees when, when this happened I mean they couldn't believe their luck uh, to to have Jefferson still on the board, they they expected the Eagles to take him. Uh, you know, I mean, they, look at their situation. I mean, they've got Adam Thielen, uh, who's a, who's technically a slot guy. So I mean, one of those guys is playing outside. They obviously think either Thielen can move outside and be fine, or they or they believe that uh, you know that Jefferson can move outside. Well, Thielen well, Thielen certainly can play outside. I mean, yeah. Um. Uh,
0: in terms of the evaluation of him, I mean, I, I like that. I mean, I, you know, this is, they needed outside speed. I mean, th- that's, that was the glaring need from last year. Everybody saw it. It was a major problem once Deshaun Jackson went down and this kid can move. And he's not only uh, just a speed guy, he's got a 42 inch vertical leap. He can go up and get the ball, the ball in his hands. He can really break, break it open. Um, You know, if he had come out after his sophomore season when he had, you know, a thousand plus yards and, you know, a bunch of touchdowns, he might have been rated higher. But in his junior year, quarterback play was really spotty and it seemed to affect his production. Now, I'm a little worried about the drops. And I'm a little worried about what I apparently from what I heard from a couple analysts is that he he would he was kind of visibly he'd show his frustrations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But at times the during that.
2: That's big the- thing for me. I, I, you know, drops, I don't know. I mean, I, that seemed to be something that came up in one year, you know, and I think that sometimes happens. But the frustration thing, what I got more out of that was, I believe his coach was on uh, one of the local radio stations that he talked about he's a great player when he's into it, you know, which <laughs> – it's not something you want to hear, especially since Howie's three things on his sheet of paper. One of them was, does he love to play? Yeah. Uh so that bothers me a little. But you know, he was in a bad situation with a bad quarterback last year, and I, I'm willing to kinda elude that, I guess, a little bit. But uh yeah, it, it's it's dicey. It's it's a it's a gamble. It is
0: yeah, I I'm a little split on the pick.
2: Um all right, let's go to let's go to the second round
0: pick. Uh <laughs> This may take up a lot of our time here, um, and we we've all written a lot about it. But um, yep. let's 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 hash it out. Jalen Hurts, number fifty three. When I got the text from uh, my uh, tipper, I, I was shocked. I I, I t- texted him back. I said, "Really?" They're like, "Go, it, you, it's him. It's Jalen Hurts." Um. So, Howie's explanation, and we've you now he's kind of doubled back now with other media outlets to kind of defend the pick. So certainly he knows it's controversial Uh, in looking at past history. This is the first time really a team has ever expended this high of a draft pick on a quarterback. When you have a franchise quarterback, just one year into that deal in the second contract. And he's only 27. This is, this is unprecedented to draft a quarterback this high um, considering your own circumstances. (laughs) I tried to wrap my head around it and I can understand their defense in that, you know, this is a port position of great importance. And I guess they look at the other options out there. It would have cost a lot more money than, than perhaps they're willing to expend this way. They have someone who's, who's cheaper and they got them under contract for four years, but I still don't see the upside here. And I don't know what the best case scenario is. If Hertz does play, then, Hurt. Wentz is getting hurt, or you're you're dissatisfied with his play, and that basically just um, undercuts everything that we've been told about this guy. And if Wentz does play, which is I guess your 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 intention, then this then you've wasted a second round pick on someone who never really gets on the field, even if you use him in a in a role that's similar to Taysom Hill or the way they use Lamar Jackson in his rookie season. Uh, Les, I'll go to you first here, so i went to Damo first. How do you feel about it?
2: Yeah, my point is you used the 53rd pick in the draft. You only had two picks in the top 102. There's so many things, and I wrote about this today, uh, so many things you could have done there. You could have given yourself a potential long-term starter at so many positions of need. You could have gotten Denzel Mims. You could have gotten uh, A.J. Espineza. You could have gotten uh, uh, Christian Fulton. Uh, it's I just can't. Jeremy, Jeremy, it safety that. Jeremy Chin was there too. Yeah, they but they did get a good safety, Von Wallace. So I kind of overlooked Chin in that. I think they did okay at safety. Yeah, base. they did
0: okay, but that might have been the guy.
2: Yeah, I, I just uh, I understand the whole thing about the cap and and. Having a, a quarterback under a rookie contract and this, the quarterback factory stuff just totally—that's an eye roll for me. You know that they're going to be a quarterback factory and they're going to draft all these quarterbacks, and I don't see that as being in any way helpful toward winning a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, it—even if you end up trading Jalen Hurts in a few years. Are you going to get something better than the second round pick in this draft for Jalen Hurts? Uh, I, I, It just doesn't yeah. – I understand the reasoning, and I just don't like the reasoning. I think the reasoning is, is short-sighted. I think they're – whatever Carson Wentz says, and he's going to be publicly supportive because that's the way he is, he knows that they're undercutting him in two ways. One is every time Jalen Hurts completes a pass as the Taysom Hill or whatever, you know – WIP is going to have Christmas uh, the next day, and two, he's missing a player at wide receiver or some other position that could have helped him win, you know, uh, with the Eagles. Yeah. And uh, I, I just, it's it's a strange deal to me. I know they like the player, uh, but it it sort of opens up the circus again, which they had when Nick Foles was here, which they wanted to get rid of. Donna
1: yeah where do i start here um as i mean I, I i disagree with both of you uh you guys know that already oh yeah you liked it I forgot. Uh, yes you know i mean you last you mentioned like a half dozen guys they could have had you have no clue i don't have any clue whether jeremy chin can play i mean come on i mean we're not talking about the second pick in the draft here uh so th- there's that i mean my, my bottom line is here is They need a backup quarterback. I mean, they've got a quarterback now who, for all his talent, has played nine playoff snaps in three years. Uh, They can't count on him being there in crunch time at the end. They need to have insurance. Uh, Nate Sudfeld does nothing for me. You know, this kid, I mean, we're talking about a guy that ran and threw for 52 touchdowns last year. Uh, He's got a lot of talent. He's very raw. Uh, but he's a he's a good quarterback. He's got a good arm. He's going to be a very capable. I think he's going to develop into a very, at the very least, a very capable backup for him. Uh, I don't care if Carson Wentz is looking over his shoulder. I, I don't know if they do or not. I, I'm guessing they don't or they wouldn't have done this. But, you know, I, I mean, I wrote during the season that he needed a kick in the ass because he wasn't getting it from his coaching staff. When his mechanics were were horrible and and they couldn't seem to work with him, I mean, he needs to be a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, Yeah, I I don't care about his contract. Uh, So
0: there's why is he why is he to be uncomfortable one year into the contract at 27 though? But I
1: mean, his contract isn't even completely guaranteed. They still can pull the trigger on it if he gets has a major injury after I, I believe after next year or the year after. Uh, I believe it's after twenty twenty one. After after 2021. 2021. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we can mention one hundred twenty seven million, but the, you know, the, they did a contract that, that that can can tear that up uh, after twenty twenty one. If if he if he has a major injury, I don't think it means. I don't think this means that they have any less faith in this guy. They want him to be a success.
0: I, I think they have less faith in his door ability to stay healthy for a full season, exactly. and you, I can't fault them there. Yeah. Um, uh, in a few years we're going to have 17 games I, I get that but how long is it going to take to develop this Hertz kid <laughs> to become uh, Nate Sudfeld isn't there and look I understand Hertz has got a higher ceiling than, than Nate Sudfeld but let's say nuts let's say Jalen Hurts is is a competent backup in the
1: NFL he's not going to come in right away and be that guy most likely now I, I don't know maybe you're right, but you, I mean, you asked the question the other day uh, on our conference, on our video conference chat with, with Howie about Marty's uh, influence here, and mm-hmm. he, they they gave you a very positive answer. I mean, Marty did have influence in this. Uh, yeah. they're, they're going to create packages for this kid, not a lot, uh, but but right off. Yeah. The, I mean, I guarantee you that you're going to see him playing in in some sort of capacity early on, and again, that's probably going to make Carson uncomfortable. And that's just something he's going to have to live with. I mean, Donovan. Uh, I remember Donovan when they brought in Michael Vick, uh, and they started uh, doing some things with him. And and Don, you know, when they put, Don- I remember the first time they put Donovan out wide in Wildcat with Vick, and he started rolling his eyes. But
2: he dealt. With yeah, him. he
1: was. Yep. He, he did.
0: was
2: now
1: Donovan's not Carson's not Donovan. That
2: was Donovan's last year as the starting quarterback yeah, of the
1: Eagles. He was I, like thirty my, years my, old. Uh No, he's thirty. He was thirty three. The thing is, Les, you, yeah. you just you, you don't worry about a guy's feelings here. It's not a You do if it's your franchise quarterback, I think. I think most franchises no, do but anyway. I mean uh, he's if, if he had two if he had two Super Bowls, uh three if he's Drew Brees, if he's Tom Brady, that's when one thing. And even, you know, I mean it, I I just I don't understand uh the gnashing of teeth over this pick. It's, well
0: um, I, I would I would argue counter that if anything you do worry about his feelings because he, he isn't as secure in his in his conf you know, he's not as confident because those guys have won Super Bowls when they brought in younger quarter you know, you know, they drafted young yeah. quarterbacks. Don't you still wanna build up Carson. You still gotta give him confidence. Uh, because he has dealt with a lot over
1: his career. And why are you just adding one more thing that he has to be concerned about? Or, or maybe they feel this will build up his confidence because it'll make him play. I mean, subconsciously, it, 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 sometimes players play better when they're, when they're angry, when they feel they're being uh, – when there's somebody behind them. Uh, you know, I mean, again, we go back to last year. He was horrible in November. I'm not going to blame it all on their receivers. I mean, it was him. I mean, he, he was, he was overthrowing people. He was, you know, I mean, he got it straight down the, you know, down the uh, stretch and, 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 and helped helping yeah. the playoffs. But what I'm saying here is I just, there, I don't see a downside here. Plus, and we haven't, you know, I'm not going to make a big deal about the fact that the Taysom Hill thing, but I think this kid can be used in ways uh, that yeah. will be helpful. I think maybe that, we've been overselling more than
0: what they've been telling us. I mean, that you know, Doug yeah. emphasized that this guy's a quarterback. They like him as a quarterback. They think he's going to yeah. be a good NFL quarterback, but how long can he be that guy and how long before we even see that? And meanwhile, in the interim, right. guys that they passed on are going to play well. There's going to be NFL right. pro ball caliber players that they passed on that they're going that's going to be stuck in that they're going to have pointed into their chest every time, right. you know, let's say Jeremy Chin really develops to be a good safety or Denzel Mel jumps on the field right away for the jets and is catching, uh, you know, 80 yard, 80 passes. They're going to have to deal with this while Jalen Hurst just sits but on the th- I mean, they're,
1: they're looking at the same kind of comparison in round one. I mean, if, if Justin Jefferson comes out of the gate and, and, yeah. and is playing well and Rieger's dropping passes, you know, they're going to catch, they're well, going well, to catch the same kind of hell. Yeah, that's true. But oh, but at course, least but,
0: Jaeger,
2: yeah. Jaeger's going to be out in the field. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: hurts are gonna be collecting uh, uh, dust.
2: The other, the other thing here is Jalen Hurts. You know, he'll say the right things too, and I'm sure this is okay for him right now. But I would bet he went into the draft thinking he was going to be drafted by a team that wanted him to be its quarterback. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at at worst, I bet he was thinking he would go to some Teddy Bridgewater situation. You know. Well, he's at a quarterback factory. But, he doesn't like, care. He's going to be good keep, all- Yeah. In, keep in mind his background. I mean he got benched
1: in Alabama and dealt with it about as well as a kid could ever deal with a situation yeah. and come and yeah. come th- and then when they finally realize they need him at the end there yeah, when uh, when Tua gets hurt yeah. he goes in and helps yeah. him win a, a conference championship so I mean this is from everything I know about this kid from everything I've heard about him he's you know he's a quality he's a quality kid who's going to be good in that quarterback room who's not going you know who's going who's not going to cause problems. I mean, if, if Carson's feeling any heat, I mean, this isn't going to be a situation where he's where he's creating it by saying things or doing things. Yeah.
0: My other concern with this is the evaluation process. So were they spending as much time on this kid that they were other quarterbacks in previous years when they really needed quarterbacks? I mean, they didn't, the, mo- the closest they got to him, be- and I know they interviewed him at the Combine, and I guess Press Taylor went down to the pro day at Oklahoma and spent some time with him. But it's not like Doug Peterson was driving to Nick Foles' high school uh, – driving to his high school field and working out with him and getting a really right. good up-close look at him and throwing the ball. And, I, you know, I mean – Andy Wilde t- t- talked about how he went and saw him pl- how o- and get home a game this past year. And, and, and that's great and all. And that's really what you want to see. And you have the film, et cetera. But there's more to the evaluation process. And I, I just wonder if they got to live with this guy enough. And, I, I, Damo, I know you're saying about it. We've heard all this stuff about him. Um, I, I have heard that he's particularly not great with the media. And that's – well, I'm not trying to be self-serving here. That's a big thing in Philadelphia, especially at that position. And, look, he may not talk, who knows, for a while because he's going to be the backup. But I just wonder, and because they couldn't do a lot of stuff because of the uh, the coronavirus,
1: did they do enough work on this kid? Well, I mean, I, I think know. this is going to yeah. – I mean, overall, I mean, this this whole draft, not just for them but for everybody, there are going to be more mistakes in this draft than, than any in recent memory yeah. Yeah. because of the circumstances. I'm not That's, saying well, this, is, this kid's going to be one of them. I just think nobody's been able to do homework that they wanted to do on these kids.
0: And I just, I I didn't like hearing so much emphasis on how he played, how he threw at the combine. Really? Who cares? Uh, There's no defense out there. And the main, the the kid's main problem, according to most scouts or people I've read or I've talked to is he just has tough time reading defenses and he can't get off that. He's it's one read and go, you know, and that, and you can't now Look, they can cater an offense for him. Uh, and really slim it down, a lot of RPOs, et cetera. And, and that can, but that can't work over, over a long period. It just can't in the yeah. NFL.
1: No, I agree. Uh, he held onto the ball uh, too long last year. As I pointed out, he he, he had eight interceptions, which was inordinately high. And there were Some of them were really bad. I mean, I, I had a chance to see a lot of their games, and he, he had some bad interceptions. Uh, yeah. But a lot of the things we're saying about him were being said about Lamar Jackson three years ago. Uh, yeah. somehow he managed to develop with the right coaching. And I think the same thing is going to happen with this kid. Cause he's a smart kid. Yeah. Uh, and, and has the tools. Uh, so, you know, who knows? Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thir- so then, uh, you know, we we're our heads were reeling the next thing we know, they picked a linebacker, uh, late in the third round. Um, they took, uh, I'm sorry, I had it up right here. Uh, Davion Taylor, uh, you know, upside type of guy didn't. You know, Adamo, as you wrote, uh, you know, because of his religion didn't didn't play football until college, and he, you know, JUCO, and then and then transferred to Colorado, and um, but he's an, an an athlete. I mean, he's he's extremely explosive. Um, this is a guy you get in. You are probably gonna need a little time to develop him, but maybe you know again, the speed being the really the theme of the uh, of the Eagles draft. This is a guy that can really burn.
1: Yeah, you know. I, I'm down on this pick too. Um, another analytics pick from the everything I look at here. I mean, you know, they looked at his, they looked at his 40 time ran a four, three, nine at Colorado's pro day. And, and just decided that this kid, you know, putting this kind of speed on the, on the field is, is going to make them a better defense yet. You know, he hadn't, he didn't force a single turnover in two years at Colorado. Uh, you know, you talk to people that, 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 that watch that program and they tell you, you know, you didn't see much of them. I mean, he, he wasn't a guy that when you're watching their defense, you're saying there, you know, there's Taylor making another play. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure he'll help him on special teams because of the speed factor. Um, but the lack of experience, I mean, he's just not, you know, he's not an instinctive player because of the fact that he's only he played two years of division one ball.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I've read things all over the, the map about this guy. There are people that are really high on him and think he was a steal, and there are people who were like, you know, they should have taken him in the sixth round. I I don't have any idea. I don't watch Colorado football, but uh, it's kind of a boomer bust pick. At, and, again, this was their last pick of the first two days. Their draft was heavily weighted toward the final days, so it tend they ended up having ten picks because of all the wheeling and dealing. Seven of them on the fourth, on the third day, fourth round or later, and you know that's that's not where you find starting quality players normally. So you really need to get those picks right the first two days. And I, I don't know. It's uh, it'll be interesting to see. I don't I don't have enough of an opinion on the guy to say that he's a terrible pick, but. This is, a dra- this is a draft. This so, is so a draft for twenty twenty four because these so. guys might not get on the field until until then.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's.
2: But I, I think there were. You could say there were guys on the board when they picked him that maybe you'd have a little more of a solid uh,
0: take. Yeah, well, did. I mean, uh, a couple of linebackers that they could have had in the, you know the second round, if they traded back, would have been Logan Wilson. I think a lot of people Zach, Zach Bond dropped a little bit. Um, if they were really keen on getting a, a linebacker, now in the fourth round they went. Mm-hmm. With a guy that I, I think, actually, of all the guys that they drafted, he may be the one that has the best shot of playing uh, this coming season. Mm-hmm. Just because they don't well, have, anything yeah. Else. And I think I think this is a solid pick. Is Kavon Wallace, the, the safety from Clemson? Um, yes. You know, some people project him just to be a nickel, but I think what he's going to probably be is is um, if Jalen Mills doesn't work out, he'd be the guy to fill really kind of that Malcolm Jenkins box safety role. Um you know some teams had him in the second round or third. Uh the Eagles got him in the fourth. So if let's say they were interested in getting Jeremy Chin with that second round pick, they felt, "Oh, well there are other safeties we can go get that we think have the ability to start at some point and 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 there's a possibility that Kevon Wallace will be that guy. What do you guys think of the pick?"
1: I really like it. Um yeah. I, in my in my in, in my humble opinion, it might be the best pick of the draft for them. Um Yeah. I think so. You know, I, I think within a couple of years, he's going to be a starting safety, whether it's whether it's uh, where Mills is playing or, or McLeod. But and he's going to help him right away. He can, he, he's, he's perfect for what Schwartz does, because he needs those guys. You can move around all over that back end and and hide what you're trying to do when you're in sub packages. I mean, he can cover a slot. He can cover a tight end. He can, and, and he's an excellent blitzer. And on top of all that, uh, he, uh, Brian Dawkins has his ear. Uh, so he's going to be taking a personal interest in this kid. Yeah. And he's going to be coaching him uh, from a distance down For, in Florida. Yeah. So, Former uh, college roommate uh, I of uh, Brian's a, son. Yeah.
2: I don't see a downside to this. Yeah, I like him. I, I think that's their most heralded pick, certainly. That's the one that most people – who are evaluating drafts uh, zeroed in on and said it was a good pick and there's mixed opinions on almost everything else. But yeah, you know, I, I hope he's uh, and, and it'll be so funny. He'll end
0: up being the bust and all the other guys will be the ones that hit on. <laughs> I mean, cause, Probably, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know um, <laughs> later in the, so they traded out of the fourth uh, with their second, second fourth round pick. And then, and then they, yeah, how he, it was like, it was like the Howie of 2010, 11 on this third day. Although mm-hmm. the picks to me seem more like how after the first two days, how he said, okay, handed the draft board over to Andy White. I'll and say, Andy, go ahead, run the show now. And we got more, um, a more traditional uh, draft uh, day than we did perhaps in the first two. When, when there were a lot of gambles and some sort of head scratching turns, this one, Jack Driscoll's mm-hmm. a guard from Auburn. Um, I guess he could play some tackles. Well, uh, athlete, um, they took another Auburn offensive lineman later, uh, the Prince and Prince Tego, yeah. Wanogo, is that how we say it?
1: All right, we'll, have, know, to, we'll so have to come up with some
0: clever yeah. little name. I know, like, they, like they like get rid w. of Holly Vaitai and give us another one that we're gonna have
1: like, hey, big W, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: they must
0: have really loved that Auburn offensive line.
2: <laughs> yeah, these are athletes.
0: Yeah. I know. Uh, print the prince has some knee issues, which made him draft drop down, drop down a lot of uh, boards. Um, I know. I mean, they, they needed to they needed to add some offensive linemen with uh, with big V going and Jason Peters going. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, they don't have a need for an immediate starter mm-hmm. there. These are guys that Stoutland can work with, they seem to have great potential. Yeah, so Stout's going to be
1: running like a kindergarten or daycare center there <laughs> for all these developmental players that uh, yeah. he's going to be in charge That's of. That's right.
0: Uh, so they took a couple other uh, wide receivers, uh, which we expected. We knew we knew that yeah. probably they were likely to take <clears throat> a couple more wide receivers. They took John Hightower from Boise State. And they took who's the second? Oh, uh, Watkins. Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins. And these are, these are yeah. burners, but they're, uh, you know, like uh, like a flame in the wind. Uh, these guys can, they can bend over. Yeah. Yeah. Fall
2: over. I like I like Hightower better than Watkins. I think Hightower, you know, is is has a lot of athletic potential beyond just being fast. Watkins, I'm not sure about. Uh, he is really skinny, and, uh, you know, it's I, – I wasn't – well, when you get to the sixth yeah. round, I mean, that's that's my big problem with this whole draft is the dependence on third-day guys to develop into players. That, If you look at the Eagles' history, that's not a – you know, there's one here and there, but that 2011 draft where how he had all the picks, the last draft that he had this many picks – that was a disaster of a draft. Jason Kelsey was the only player he drafted, other than uh, Dion Lewis. Yeah, You right know,
1: I, I, I mean, the problem I <laughs> have. I mean, I think I have. I think Hightower probably has a better shot at succeeding than than, than Watkins. Watkins has been compared compared to uh, Todd Pinkston. I'm I'm not sure which one of those guys uh, can sue the other for uh you know for slander there, but yeah. uh you know Watkins you know he looks like he's a a strong win would knock him over if you've if you've ever seen him i mean the kid's got legs that are like toothpicks i just don't know how he's going to play in this league unless he spends the next three years in a in a you know in the weight room yeah Uh, you know high tech but but my problem with both of these picks is is they just analytics again they it's like we we're gonna get fast i don't care about anything else we're getting fast guys well, you know, I hope they looked a little deeper than that.
0: Well, I guess I'd be remiss if I did mention another fast guy they got on draft day, and that was trading for Marquise Goodwin. And, and another they, one. Yeah, and they didn't really give up much. They just swapped six-round picks with the 49ers. And 49ers, what that tells you is they're, they're willing to unload a guy that had been injury-prone the last few years and really hasn't been that productive. And the Eagles were like, okay, we'll take a gamble on this guy. Now, look, they have a lot of receivers now. I you know right. I don't expect Alshon Jeffrey to be back, but uh, you have Deshaun coming back. You have JJ Arcega-Whiteside. You have Jalen Rager. You have Marquise Goodwin. You have Hightower and Watkins. You also have Greg Ward. Um, you know, there's only so many spots in the team. They're just they're just going to throw a bunch of uh, receivers against the wall and see
2: see who sticks, right? Yeah, I think they have 14 on the roster right now. That's a tad too many. Uh, I you know we'll I, I frankly I don't think Marquise Goodman will make the team yeah. if they really have a full evaluation process. I mean, if they just have to throw a team out there with no camp or anything, then maybe he would because he's a veteran wide receiver. But you know, the, the, he was given he was like a couch that you find on the curb on trash day. You know, I mean they the Forty ers just said here yeah. this guy. You Here's, know, adding him uh, though
1: uh, is another indication of. And you wrote about this a while back, Jeff, about the, inf- about Rich Scangarello and yeah. and his, his gr- influence yeah. on this coaching staff. Uh, you know, he's the one that, that, that said, let's bring this guy in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he's a burner. I mean, he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's a, he was a former
0: world-class track athlete, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and he's, and he's done it a little He had one really good year, but you know, uh, or, yeah, it's yeah, been a while. So, I, mean, I think they're just yeah. kind of taking a gamble on this guy yeah uh, i mean it's it's an interesting group at wide receiver and i just don't know who you can hang your hat on
1: yeah and here's another question i, I kind of wrote about it today in that you know you're you're bringing in all these guys i think there's a good chance they may go with six wide receivers this year uh, as opposed to five the last couple of years uh is there a shift from oh are there is there going to be a shift away from 12 personnel um yeah, do they, do, do they want to use more three-wide receiver stuff so they can just have these, have these guys running deep? Oh, my God,
2: Dom, how will you be able to survive, right? It's it's going to be tough, personnel. Les. It's gonna,
1: <laughs> I, I'm going to have to make the transition to 11. Well,
0: they need they need to get faster, and, you know, three receivers is faster than two, uh, you oh, know, yeah. right? So, I mean, look, we saw in that first game with Deshaun when, you know, you had him and Nelly running vertical vertically down the field – Safeties were in a bind, yeah. and they got to create space. Yeah. They got to keep that post safety, safety honest, and they weren't able right. to do that for right. most of last season.
2: But if the, if the running vertically, if the guy running vertically isn't any good, then that well, that defense doesn't that's pay much too. attention to him. I mean, just, yeah, you got to catch the ball, Jackson, um, You know,
1: but it's one more reason why when I look at this and take it to the next step, you know, why I think. We're not going to see Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard uh, both here beyond 2021. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's possible. That's a good thought. It's, though. really, it's very that's possible. Very and we
0: haven't thought. seen that Zach Ertz extension that we thought maybe was going to be possible. That yeah. he, they were negotiating during the season. Um, I guess to round up the last few picks, uh, Sean uh, Bradley, uh, former uh, BYU center. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> wrong guy
2: <laughs> yeah he'll he'll be a special teams asset i don't expect a lot more than that local guy i'm happy for him but yeah i don't think and then he's in going the seventh round linebacker. the last
0: pick uh this guy actually has a chance uh casey two uh stanford defensive yeah. end and i say that because it's not like the third and fourth and fifth safe uh defensive ends on this team you know i mean maybe josh sweat is is good but yeah. Um, good enough to be that the third guy, but we don't know anything about Sharif Miller. And other than that, right. I mean who else is um uh, I guess oh know, everyone's favorite uh yeah favorite defensive end. What's his name? I'm
1: I'm uh, they
0: got not Barnett, no no, one of the Derek reserve Barnett. guys. He got in late. Gennard,
1: they've got Jannard Avery. Um No, there's somebody Sweat. else. Josh Sweat. Jannard Avery? No. Oh well
0: Avery's still in the okay. roster, you're right. I mean geez, yeah. fourth round pick for him. Um, so I mean, yeah, there's just some depth there, but uh, but this guy's a chance, I guess, maybe to kind of squeeze under the roster.
1: Yeah, I mean he's a kind of he's kind of a tweener. I mean that's why you know I mean Avery strictly and and he barely played last year, but I mean basically a guy that you're only looking at is probably a pass rush specialist and special teams guy. Yeah, this guy had yeah. 11
2: and a half sacks last season. Oh,
1: no, I'm yeah. sorry, they eight, really eight, eight loved, sacks.
2: They really love. There's Stanford guys. Uh, that's good for Steve Carrick, but I don't know that it's a great way to build a team. I, I wish they were <laughs> in love with like LSU guys. That would be
0: What do you okay, I'm gonna so go. we don't do this in the paper or we're not gonna do it online. We're gonna kinda go through each day and, and give a thumbs up or down. But and and I don't typically like to be pinned with grades, but since we're doing this in just a podcast and no one could go back to it and say, Oh, you gave this grade. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask for grades
2: well it's kind no, of yeah i'm not real oh okay uh probably C. I uh i just uh the first two days weren't uh probably were more of a d for me and then they did pretty well the last day but that the last yeah. day doesn't mean as yeah, much I'm as i'm going the first two. i
1: don't know c minus i mean I, I and only because i like the hertz pick so what does that tell you <laughs> right right we're the opposite <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I guess he's he's a good
0: a good number uh, a good uh, grade. Um, I mean, not a good grade, but uh, a grade that I guess I would agree with, given the Eagles. Right. Uh, again, I always hate doing this because, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe Hertz turns out to be yeah. the Russell Wilson.
2: <laughs> right. Well, I've given good grades to drafts that turned out to be horrible Well, let's let's grade before, the 2018 so, you
1: know, draft but, while we're here. <laughs> Which is probably the one we should be at grading, since yeah. three years gives you at least a, a you know an honest uh, opportunity to draft or a, a grade somebody. But
0: uh, well, people yeah. want
1: people want quick opinions. Right, so. Are we grading it really? No, I was.
2: Kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I yeah no I just meant that's what we probably should be doing in the because, first
0: four rounds. Yeah, I mean, what remember it was like yeah. it was like. Or how he used to trade back for guys, this and not accumulate picks, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden he stopped doing it and he said, oh, Yeah, yeah, we, we want to target specific guys and, and use our, you know, why they weren't, they only used five picks each of the last, the two previous drafts. We don't, yeah. we don't need to get a whole bunch of, we want to target specific guys. Well, that's out the window. Every year it's like something new. Next year we'll hear that the, they need more tough guys or, you know, <laughs> every
2: year there's a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. my problem with the speed thing. You know, it suddenly this yeah. is the the Holy Grail, you know, and they need to be faster. But I don't think you just run around with, you know, with one objective yeah. and, and try to fill that yeah. objective. Hey, that let me ask at you the guys about
1: viewing aspect. Did you did you guys enjoy this draft? Uh, I don't know. I,
2: I don't.
0: I heard people thought it was better than they should keep doing it that way. I don't know. I saw a lot of white faces on on the in the GM and uh, coaches. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I thought <laughs> the optics were bad. Yeah, it
2: was – I was kind of surprised that everybody thought this was so wonderful. I mean, like the third or fourth time you see a bunch of uh, five-year-old kids and a wife standing there, you know, you've kind of seen it. I, I don't – To me, it wasn't particularly humanizing or revelatory or anything like that. Uh, There were a few good moments, like the prospect uh, his mom pulled the girlfriend away from him so she could sit down on camera. You know, Uh, that was pretty funny. But, uh, you know, I don't care how they do it. Uh, I know they're not going to, despite all this talk, they love having the draft be a big spectacle and awarding it to a city. And, you know, they're not going to just scrap that because it yeah be like i mean people were desperate uh, for content and and
0: that was family. the reason why i think it went over well I mean, you know yeah. honestly they could have they could have done um a much worse job and people wouldn't have cared they're just dying for content how i mean yeah. It yeah. does it seem like I every prospect had go. a sad okay.
2: story to tell
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> or that for years to tell that got really, and people got annoyed about that. That became a thing about you know,
1: Tom Tom grief Rinaldi. Grief I mean, that would be uh,
2: like I wouldn't even you wouldn't even hear yeah. about the guy yeah. and what, about the football
0: part. It was like, oh yeah, how can I? How can we um, humanize this guy for? I guess the yeah. you know whatever the the non football fans out there.
1: Yeah, well, I, I liked it because I think it was probably the first time in years that most of those coaches and GMS actually kissed their kids <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Now I I think yeah. they needed a yeah they I probably think they needed a, they needed a few more so dogs I'll get give the Belichick draft. credit for for giving his husky uh, so, some air well, time. Well, Belichick
0: was yeah I think Belichick was the only one who wasn't you know being um, disingenuous about the whole thing.
1: <laughs> you know that was a trained dog too boy that thing uh, sat there and and didn't touch that treat on top of his uh, computer. Well, how he didn't
0: show was that the dog – his dog was actually making the picks. <laughs> yeah i was just kidding running. i kid howie i kid <laughs> um all right i guess that's it guys that's our wrap up for the draft uh, it's been fun yeah well yeah we'll have some stuff to write about sure are actually virtual off-season workouts today uh,
1: and we're, don't don't forget to promote the fact that we're going to be uh uh Writing uh, kind of what we just talked about. Uh, thumbs up and, or down on, on all of these picks over the next week. And yeah, so and I, I'm sure we'll be talking to some players, uh,
0: existing players on the roster, um, what they're doing this off season. Carson Wentz is going to talk at some point. Yep. So we'll hear from him, try and get a little more detail on these new draft picks, what they're like, uh, how they may fit in. Uh, the schedule is coming out supposedly on May 9th. Yeah, Uh, Mm -hmm. and there could be there could be more free agents they sign or or, or trades to be made. The other decision they have to make the is whether they're going to exercise the fifth year option on Derek Barnett's rookie deal. I think so too. Yeah, I Um, think they pretty much have to. But I I don't know if I would. I don't know if it's
1: you know that cut and dry. But no, but it's uh, you know with a thirty-two year old defensive end on the other side and uh, not many other options.
2: yeah, I don't mean to say that he's been wonderful. I just think you do no, that right. No, although they Go did downsize. it with Nelson Aguilar.
1: Yeah. I mean, their their whole approach yeah. this year yeah. if, with the addition of Hargrave and, and what they did last year with Malik Jackson is that if we, you know, they feel that if they can get that intense pressure up the middle, they'll be fine on the edges with whomever uh, is out there because quarterbacks will have nowhere to run. Yep. No, I mean, it's not a bad
0: plan. I mean, look, I, it may seem like we're down on the Eagles yep. and stuff like that. I mean, this is still a team teaming with talent. Uh, yeah. You know, this is this is a team. Although, I just, I, yeah. you know, you know, Dallas really helped their quarterback out, whereas I'm not really sure the Eagles – they did it with Rager. They got Rager, so you can't kill him, and they needed to get yep. a re- receiver. Um, yeah. And they got a speed guy, so I really can't kill him there. I just wonder if um, they got the right guy or if they could have gotten him a little later than when they drafted him. All right, guys, that's the Birds Eye View podcast. Everyone at home, please stay safe, stay positive, and uh, hopefully we'll be through this thing in the next uh, two years. All right. Take care. All right, bye.